Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hi, everybody. This is the Cricket Badger Podcast. Each badger marks the track with its own scent. His black legs are short but very powerful for digging. The name badger probably comes from the French word bêche, meaning digger. Welcome along. It is another edition of the Cricket Badger Podcast. England against India test match daily and we've just seen the end of day three at Headingley with India fighting back a little bit. I am joined as always by my fan badges. It's Neil Varani, Rito Maitra and Naman Shah. Naman is in some kind of sordid den of iniquity I think there. I don't know where you are Naman but we'll come to you in just a second. Um, Let's start with uh, you Neil. Um, India 70, I mean we've, we've missed three days because I've been doing tennis commentary. Um, so we've got a bit to talk about today. Let's start with India's 78 all out. I said ahead of the test match, I, I've seen a lot of test match cricket at Headingley. I know the way that pitch operates. And I know that on day one, it looks like a good batting track, but that is the best day to bowl. Now, you've still got to get it in the right place, Neil. And you've still got to try as a batting side to avoid getting the edges. And England got it in the right place. India got the edges. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It sounds appalling, and parts of it were, but it wasn't the complete horror show that it's been made out to be by a lot of people from an Indian point of view. Because certainly, I think the first four uh, wickets in the first session, they were the result of some absolutely excellent bowling, including the setups uh, from Jimmy, where he just seemed to be bowling in-swinger after in-swinger, and then uh, there'd be an outswinger that that moved away a little, but people didn't feel they could leave because they were expecting the inswinger. There was more swing than there's been all series. There was more seam than there's been all series. And we've got a guy who, even at the age of 39, is a master of extracting anything that's out there um, and will take out the best. I think it was after after lunch, that 
I think Rohit's shot was poor. I think Rishabh's shot was poor. And four tailenders played like tailenders. I really like the way, Neil, that you've decorated your house with the cricket budget logo just above your left shoulder. Um, Naman, I saw the lights go out on you and you've moved again. But we had a little conversation on Twitter after the England 78 all out. You were a little bit more critical of the Indian batsman than I was. I was going down the route that Neil just went down a little bit, that England, I mean, Jimmy Anderson is a superb exponent at angling the ball in, angling the ball in, angling the ball in, angling the ball in. Whoops, he takes one away and you suck it into the edge. And I think India got caught out a little bit with that. I don't think it was necessarily horrendous batting. Uh, I would say still that it was a horrendous batting. Not all the players were being set up. Uh, those There were poor shots. Uh, you will see Rahul and also Kohli. Uh, the pattern, if you will see, for all these batsmen is the same in all the test matches. So I was a bit disappointed. Yes, you can say that for Pujara or also for Rane. But overall, I would still say those were poor shots. Uh, maybe 100 runs more from there could have been. Uh, fine, because the way ball was doing much more in the first innings. But uh, overall, it is a just brilliant comeback by the Indians today. It was uh, not expected. But uh, uh, also, it's hard to recover from uh, getting all out on 78 and uh, just coming up with this performance. So And so good to see Kohli and Pujara back in form. But uh, yes, overall, kudos to the bowlers as well. Uh, they did a splendid job in the first innings. Rito. That's 78. I mean, you're one of our England fan badges, despite your location in India. That's 78 all out. It is a terrific day to bowl. Sometimes the first day, it was a good test match, um, good test match toss for Joe Root to lose, I think, because you could see Virat Kohli's eyes light up. He saw a good batting track, which it is. And he thought, oh, there's some runs in here for, for my Indian side and maybe myself. Joe Root, you could say, you could tell when he went across to his interview post toss, Big cheeky grin. He was actually wasn't that bothered that he lost that toss. Yeah, absolutely, James. I think Joe would have had a bold twist. But without having won the toss, he had to bat first. On that pitch, as a tourist, you say he will have a bat first. But Joe being the local guy in Leeds, he knew how exactly the conditions would play. Yes, there was a bit of cloud cover on the first day. And the England seamers, they were impeccable in the lines. Not one of them let the team down. And that was really a true team performance. I, I mean, we've, let's scroll on a couple of days from that first day. Um, 78 all out, followed by England's 432. Now, for England to get 432, Rita, we don't talk about that very often, do we? Uh, but again, it's that month, sixth century of 2021. Joe Root was just absolutely brilliant again. Yeah, he doesn't want 2021 to end, James. Hopefully he carries on this form in Down Under as well. Although this is a very important series going on right now against India, which England haven't uh, won a single game of the series yet. And India have made a very good comeback today. But still, in, in I would say England are in the prone position to win the game. Cricket's a game played with balls. You've got to look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. My friends at Manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh, get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, I'm feeling all good now down in this set. Oh, Manscaped.com. Maximum skin-safe performance. Compact design. Advanced engineering. Ceramic blade. Waterproof. And it doesn't end there. Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers. Revivers. Preservers. Simply go to Manscaped.com. 
quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Get on there now. Neil, as I say, I've seen a lot of test matches at Headingley, seen a lot of county matches at Headingley, and often the Headingley surface doesn't really deteriorate. It kind of just ends up being flat. And I've seen quite a few county games played out at Headingley where on the final day when you're expecting a team to finish the match off with wickets, a team just bats out. And it's, you know, relatively... We saw Ben Stokes two years ago. You know, that innings that Stokes played was miraculous, but it wouldn't have been possible on a on a track that was doing all kinds of stuff. I think India have got every chance of saving this test match. At the moment, it's, uh, it's job half done. Um, done absolutely brilliantly to get through the best part of three sessions with uh, with two wickets down. I think we need to bat a minimum of three more, possibly up until lunch on day five to um, to really make it a contest. Because uh, I said on the group, it's a very Kiwi track. There's a lot for the bowlers on the first day, and then it's just flattened out um, and died. There are a few footmarks coming through. We saw... Jadeja, Ragsam, we saw Root and Moin get some turn as well. But I don't see much apart from mental fatigue and um, scoreboard pressure uh, bringing wickets at the moment. Um, And I think both uh, England have been very good without reward for the most part, Um, apart from Sam Curran, who I thought was loose and... um, release the pressure a bit. I thought everyone else really kept their task very well today. I was going to say that. I mean, on, on day one, all of the edges went to hands. All of the edges went to the edge. Today, there was a lot of beating the bat. There was a lot of a little bit of luck involved in some of those those Indian innings, but they ground it out, and that's what you have to do in Test Match Cricket. When it's your day and, you, and it's missing the edge, like Pajara has done, you go on and make it count. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I said... The, the batting wasn't a complete disaster on the first day. I thought the bowling was, and that is going to end up being the difference in uh, in the game if India don't manage to get a draw or or a win out of uh, out of this. Um, because, are, you, are, you, are you still including the potential for India to win this? Uh, I'm old enough to remember uh, Dravid and Lachman. Um, we've we've got out of uh, worse spots on the well, you know thirty nine runs behind. Yeah, 139 runs behind. So, I mean, if, if they were to bat all day tomorrow, even if it's cautiously, yeah, by the end of the day, say they, say they score 250 runs tomorrow, they could be 130 runs ahead by close of play if they bat through cautiously. That does give them the opportunity to maybe use that first morning on day five to launch something and, and leave them two sessions to bowl England out. Yep, and that's where we're going to see uh, if that happens, which is a very big if. Um, we need we need the pitch to continue to stay as flat as it is. Then England have got very recent scars of um, of losing wickets. Let's give them a very sixty overs of, of hell. That's what they're going to say, isn't it? Sixty overs of hell. Yeah. Naman, can you foresee that uh, scenario panning out? That England maybe could face two tough sessions on day five, and Virat Kohli's doing one of those team talks again, where he's telling them to unleash hell on the English batsmen. Uh, to be honest, I'm not thinking too far uh, right now. What is concerning me is just the uh, lead England is having right now. After that, uh, whatever planning will be done, 
depends on uh, how many wickets are down and if Pant and Jadeja are in play too. So right now the first priority would be to finish off the lead and just uh, see how it goes after then. And you never know with Pant and Jadeja, they can just uh, take the place of Wilkrist and just go bang bang, and uh, you <laughs> and uh, India will be on a heavy score heavy score by tomorrow night. So. Yes, all three results are possible, uh, but I was a bit disappointed not after seeing India score to- today. But I felt that England score a bit hundred less. Uh, very disappointed with the wide ball stalwarts, uh, uh, based on Butler and Moin Ali. They couldn't have got a better pitch to score on than this one. So one of them at least could have got going and scored a huge one. Uh, so yes, uh, but uh, other than that, uh, overall the match is heading towards a good fight. Cheteshwar Pajara Naman. He's um, been under pressure, a lot of discussion about his place in that side, um, because he's not a, he's not a glamour puss, is he? He doesn't excite people. He's he's more dour with the way he bats. But that took a lot of character today from him, didn't it, to score that ninety-one not out? And hopefully, from India's perspective, he can continue that tomorrow. Yes, absolutely brilliant, and the pace at which he was getting getting scoring runs, uh, it was just uh, brilliant to watch out. But uh, overall, I feel that the middle order loves challenges. Uh, and uh, they are look. They were looking for this opportunity, and they are uh, grabbing it with both hands, especially Kohli. So uh, good to see them uh, with the runs. And uh, yes, uh, maybe Pujara. I want to get him going. Uh, I was just thinking maybe he had a chat with uh, MSD uh, before the CSK matches, and MSD would have advised him uh, to score if he wants to feature in the first match against Mumbai Indians. So. Uh, Overall, fantastic innings, and he's just brilliant against spinners. And the shots he was playing today was just flawless, uh, vintage Pujara. Uh, on your Instagram, Naman, I see you dancing a lot. Are you dancing this evening? Is is that is that the plan? Oh, for sure, I'll do that. <laughs> I have no doubt about it. I was just about to ask Rito a question, and he's very rudely dropped off the conversation. So I'll go back to to Neil. I mean, we we, we talk a lot about Joss Butler, Neil. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> to I, say the I, least. I'm kind of getting to the situation now where I'm kind of, I mean, he's obviously said it's a possibility he might not tour Australia. It might actually not be in his hands by the time we get to the summer, um, by the end of the summer, because he's not scoring any runs and he's not looking like scoring any runs at the moment. I'll absolutely grant that. The um, backs to the wall, sweeping everything uh, that Yasser Shah uh, threw up against Pakistan. Um, A very good 100 against India at Trent Bridge um, in 2018 but those are the exceptions not the rule and he he's batting at six he's coming in with you know nasa talking him up is uh this great player who can just adjust straight away and uh clearly he deserves you know another 50 tests to uh fulfill his potential to be adam gilchrist that's that's I, all I, you I, hear i think i think you're putting words slight words in nasa's mouth huh? oh i don't know um he uh, he claimed I mean, uh, trying to, yeah, I mean, to be, he does get built up as being somebody that's going to come in and take it away from the opposition. He's going to come out and and blast a quick sort of eighty, and they kind of bill him as that as he walks in. And like you say, he, he, yeah, I mean nobody expects anybody to do that in every innings they play. But surely with Joss Butler's talent, and and I know we get a little bit confused with his white ball talent as opposed to his red ball talent, and that that sort of queries the pitch a little bit. But he doesn't do it very often at all, does he? No, and he um, he lacks clarity in how to play himself. Um, I don't think with England's batting lineup the way it has been since well 2013, um, he hasn't had that freedom 
to go out and play um, uh, that free role and you know counter attack properly. No man's like, shaking his head. No man is shaking like, his head ferociously. R- Rishab gets that opportunity because generally, and especially in India, you know he doesn't come in until we've already got three hundred runs on the board. Half the time, Josh Butler comes in at about 150 and they're uh, four or five down already. And I don't think he trusts his uh, his defence. He- but that was that was the that was the thing that with this test match, he actually had the platform, he had the launch pad this time, didn't he? To come out and I mean, I'm not suggesting he hits sixes every ball, but he, he can come out and maybe just score a quick 50 or something. Now, man, I'm going to come to you because you were shaking your head there. What part of what Neil and I were saying were you not agreeing with? Yeah, not at all. And this is the reason uh, why I'm not a huge fan of averages because you just can't keep a playing uh, player, uh, keep playing and all the test matches because it's just averages 30 and 34. He is Josh Butler and he's not in the test matches to be on that average. I'm sure the likes of Pope and James Gracie would average that much if they if they are given chance to at least play 10 to 12 matches. He's Josh Butler because he is a huge dynamite and he is in the squad to do something different. And uh, 50 test matches, for God's sake. And um, we just cannot give excuses like this in every test matches and give him a go again and again. And he has travelled all, not only in England, away from home as well in Sri Lanka. He was in India. And uh, like how I feel for other wicket keepers. And uh, for sure, like... Uh, one England board should be uh, even rude, should be just straightforward with uh, Butler and look at his priority whether he really wants to make a career in red ball cricket. Because just like how we as an audience uh, connect with him in white ball cricket, we are somewhere not able to connect with him in red ball cricket. He's just not that Josh Butler. Uh, like 50 test matches are too much, and uh, I believe that England has too many talents and 18 county teams. So obviously, there are too many other wicket keepers who deserve a chance. So you were no, shaking. We agree your, with you. <laughs> you, you. You were shaking your head now, in agreement rather than in disapproval, <laughs> I guess. Rita, what about you? I mean, from an England perspective on this, he's undoubtedly an amazing player. You know, he's he's undoubtedly a very very fine cricketer. But there's nothing from his first-class record. There's nothing from the test matches. I mean, a couple of centuries in 52 test matches, 53 test matches, whatever it is now, there's nothing to suggest that he's got that other gear that people are billing him to have, Rito. Yeah, James, even as an England fan, I'm just starting to lose patience with Josh Butler now. But he has played some series-winning knocks in test match cricket as well. That's why... England just can't dispose of him. And he is, as we often refer to, he's one of a part of that leadership group that Joe Root likes to have on the field. Joe himself is a young guy, although he has captained England for, for a long time now, but still, in terms of age, he's a young guy. So he needs his friends around him. And that helps him to make sure, the most of his batting as well, I think. Well, Rita, I mean, I know Joe reasonably well. I've known him since he's a teenager. I worked at Yorkshire. I'd, I'd class him as a friend. Doesn't mean I'm going to get called up by England. Well, at least Joe sees some potential in Josh Butler. And he has seen what he has I've done. Got the same, I've got the same name almost, Rita. Come on, let me let me in. Maybe it was just a big mix-up, James. That, that's where you should be. <laughs> yeah, they, they called it the wrong Jay Butler. <laughs> Here I am, Joe. Here I am. Uh, Rita, I mean, just getting away from Josh Butler, because I, I do feel like I, I'm constantly banging on about it, and it it's almost feels like bullying in a way, but it just frustrates me a little bit. There, there are, as Naman said, so there are other options out there. And to me, Johnny Bairstow is a better, over a period, 
And there'll be a lot of people watching this will go, oh, God, here he goes again, Johnny Bairstow, blah, blah, blah. He shouldn't even be in the side. But for me, as an overall package, as a batsman stroke wicketkeeper, I think his keeping is actually slightly better than Joss Butler's. And I think over, over a period, his batting would be certainly no worse than Joss Butler's. I think as an overall package, Bairstow would be a better one. And you could put Bairstow at seven and say, Johnny, here's the next 50 test matches. Enjoy the rest of your career with England. Yeah, especially with Joss Butler missing that bye of Moin Ali late in the day has sprung all these questions once again. But as I said, Josh Butler hasn't had many chances to just go out and play his natural game, James. He's had 50-odd test matches of chances. But recently. England haven't been in this kind of dominating position in all those 50 test matches that he has played. Well, Maybe let's, let's compare him to Richard Pant, Rito. Let's compare him to Richard Pant, because Richard Pant does those counter-attacking knocks in adversity as well. He comes out for India when the platform is no, nowhere near there and scores a 50 and suddenly puts India into a better position or certainly gets them up to a score that's a little bit more respectable. Just Butler doesn't really do that either. You are listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. I want to go into Sam Curran now. Because Sam Curran, <laughs> to me, is, um, Neil, somebody who I would always have in a squad. If I was picking a 16-man squad to go anywhere, Sam Curran would be in my squad as a utility kind of backup player. In the 11, though, I don't think he, he quite makes it. And I, I feel with Sam Curran that he has to either get better at batting or better at bowling. Because at the moment, he's not quite good enough at either. He's basically Phil Neville. Um, <laughs> well, that would, that would make Tom Cur- Gary, wouldn't it? Well, no, Tom's even worse. Yeah, Sam Curran's a very, very weird one. Again, he has um, a lot of supporters because he makes things happen, apparently. Um, but his batting isn't good enough on its own. His bowling is nowhere near good enough unless you give him very specific circumstances. He needs swinging conditions. Otherwise, he's, uh, well, he's cannon fodder. Um, clearly, he's someone that they see a future for, but that doesn't mean that he's ready right now. Um, he's, he's obviously a very good player, Neil. He's got the attrib- he's got the basic attributes to be a very very good player at county level. Now he's yep. got the attributes to be a very good player sometimes at international level, but then there are plenty of other occasions where he looks quite powered up with his bowling, and he looks like uh, I've ne- I mean put it this way I've never seen him in a Test match play a long innings where he's actually ground it out, played defensively and nudged it around. He, he either play, he plays that counter-attacking swashbuckling role or he gets out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think even at county level, he's never batted higher than six. He's not scored a first-class century. Um, I think that one-day match in India would have been his first century in his career um, if, he'd, uh, if he'd made it from, I think it was 95, that he scored there. In test matches, he's provided small, um, very exciting cameos. But then you've got Joss Butler uh, to do small counter-attacking cameos. In this team, you've got Mo and Ali uh, to do small counter-attacking cameos. Both of them are better batters than Sam Curran. He is in to provide a bit of everything. And at the moment, he's providing nothing. I couldn't understand in this team, you've got Ollie Robinson who can hold a bat that's coming in at number 10. You don't need that extra batsman in there in terms of Sam Curran. You know, giving Saqib Mahmood would have been, to me, a far more positive kind of selection. Would have increased the tail by one, but giving you that option with the ball as well. No, man, have you seen... I mean, you'll have seen a little bit of Saq Mahmood's 
in one day cricket for England, won't you? Have you seen anything more of him? What do you think of Saki Mahmood as a potential England player in Test cricket? Yeah, hundred percent. There's a good potential, and uh, he was creating havoc when uh, England was playing against Pakistan, and he's brilliant with the new ball. But overall, you will if you see the mindset of Silverwood. Also, the team which he has built in uh, ODI is uh, they need a more bowling all-rounder as well who could bat as well. Uh, uh, maybe till number ten or maybe eleven as well. So I feel that that mindset has come up now in Test cricket also. But you have rightly mentioned over there. Uh, but I feel the selection of Sam Curran has more is more depending on what he had done in 2018. Uh, because I guess he did not play against Sri Lanka, he did not play against India in India, he did not play against New Zealand, but he is back in the squad only for that impact he had created back in 2018. But uh, sadly, he has failed this time. So I feel uh, Mahmood for uh, uh, Sam Curran is the correct option because already there are too many batsmen, so you do not need to put too much pressure on that lower order and let them focus on their bowling rather than. Uh, Expecting them to bet as well. Our friends on the um, Edges and Sludges podcast have said DK mentioned on commentary more mistakes made today in the first thirty overs than in the first innings. I guess that is by the England bowlers rather than the batsmen, or is it, is it the batsmen? I'm not, I'm not quite sure on that. And Claire's been in touch. Our IPL fun budget. What a great test this is squaring up to be. Great fight back from India today. I think Claire's at every day of this test match at Headingley. So hopefully you're enjoying yourself, Claire. And, uh, well, a bit colder today. Probably a couple of jumpers on. Um, now, man, just going a final point on Joss Butler and, and Sam Curran before we move on. I often get it heard in, in the run-up to a series against India that the Indians are actually a little bit scared of those two because they've seen them in the IPL. They've been scarred by Sam Curran in 2018. So, therefore, they are absolute cast-iron selections because India are wary of them. Would you agree with that? Um, not at all. At least looking at the performance and the form he is right now, um, I wouldn't go with Sam Curran for sure. And I, I never agreed with Josh Butler's selection. To be honest, uh, I just couldn't connect him with the red ball cricket. So he is a strict no for me. And uh, I feel the likes of Fox and uh, Bracey, who has scored uh, quite well in last three years in counties, deserve a good chance and uh, allow Josh Butler to focus in white ball cricket and maybe come down. Yeah, in his uh, final years, if he's getting better, so during that time uh, he could uh, come in. Because I just do not understand like how we can say that he has never got a chance. Because the likes of uh, Gilchrist and uh, all these wicket keepers never waited for the chance. They created one and they just wrecked the opposition with their uh, uh, hitting, and uh, opposition was always surprised because that, 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 is an, that is an excellent point, Naman. The the the, the very good players. They don't need it to be laid on a plate for them. They they make their own destiny by changing the game themselves, don't they? And yeah, I think that's a, that's an absolutely excellent point. I mean, just one thing to finish with on Josh Butler. And again, there's no doubt he's a terrific player, and I think there is a huge future for him in international cricket because he'll be the replacement for Owen Morgan. He'll he's going to take over the white ball teams. He'll captain them. And he's one of the very best in the world at white ball cricket. So it's not like we're kind of slamming him as a person, as a player. There's a huge future. He's got plenty of uh, cricket to play. Claire's been back in touch. She says, I certainly am enjoying the test match. Four jumpers, gloves and a scarf on today at Headingley. I know DK, the aforementioned DK was uh, um, telling Bumble that it was uh, ridiculous that he called this summer in England. Get used to it. If you're going to stay around this country, you get used to these kind of days. 
Jacob and I sent the badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Rito, back to this test match. I was a little bit surprised today at the end that England were kind of going to go to put their seamers back on and, and not get another couple of overs at India tonight. They, they opted to take the light effectively, didn't they? And, and uh, said to the umpires they were going to put the fast bowlers back on. And the umpire said, well, if you bring the fast bowlers off, on we're going, we're going off. I, I'd have thought in this kind of situation, right at the end, India aren't going to do a huge amount. And it's a chance to maybe even just get one wicket. Has there been a, been a positive? Yeah, maybe. But Joe Root, he has had enough for the new ball due tomorrow morning. The first thing he is going to do is just unleash the seamers. And that's going to be a very, very vital moment in this game. How the Indians play that new ball and how England bowl with it. So the spinners, they were on for a bit of time uh, before the stump, before stumps. They were not effective, Joe Root himself and Moen Ali. So I think uh, Joe Root rightly took the option and said that's it for the day. England, I mean, you used the word uh, patience there, and that's going to be a, a big word for England, I think, over the, the remaining days of this Test match because you can't get too down on yourself. If you go a session without taking an Indian wicket, it doesn't mean that there's not a session around the corner where you take four or five and all of a sudden the Test match is blown over, open again, Reed. So you've just got to basically play um, spell by spell, almost 20 minutes by 20 minutes and see where you are. Yeah, it's going to be a very, very vital morning session tomorrow. Because England are going to take the new ball first up. They know that for certain. And how's Pujara and Kohli going to play Jimmy Anderson and Ollie Robinson? Yeah, I know Pujara this time, he's on 91 and Kohli also is in 40s. But still, new ball, Jimmy Anderson, fresh day, new energy in that old body of his. It's going to be a tough challenge. And with Shami at 8, that's a long tail for India. So 140 run lead still for England. I would say England should wrap this up tomorrow. Neil, um, back to Pajara. He's going to go to bed tonight with 91 not out to his name. That'll be a a terrific kind of comeback century, won't it? If he can add another nine tomorrow. I mean, obviously, from India's point of view, you want a lot more from him. But um, I'm just hoping that the Tanoi doesn't say congratulations, Steve Pajara, rather than Chetishwar Pajara. But terrific (laughs) innings. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did hear that um, from someone on Twitter who's at the game that apparently there was a, an announcement on the Tannoy today asking spectators to ensure that they don't abuse people on the basis of their race, um, which was a little bit ironic um, considering everything else that's going on at the moment. I think that might have been why, um, why Joe took the light um, and robbed us of seeing Dawid Milan uh, with the new ball uh, tonight because Pajara was looking pretty fluent um, and he is markedly better against spin than he is against seam. And he could have um, possibly got to a century tonight. Um, he certainly wasn't just blocking everything regardless um, in the uh, uh, once the spin came on um, after the light reading got taken um, tonight. So that may have been why he took it early. Do you think it's? I, I, I think it's a. Um, it was an intentional thing from Pajara today to be a little bit more aggressive. I mean, he's, he's never going to be in both of them in, in eighty one, but he, he certainly played more shots than he today and was more fluent and and and, and went along at a higher strike rate. 
I think he looks better when he does that. He, I, I think when he's in recent times, because he knows he's not getting any runs, he's trying to be a little bit too careful and he's ended up getting out. Whereas today he was a lot more positive. Yeah, I think there were a couple of things that went into that and his approach overall was more positive, but it start well, England have had a, a plan of bowling straight to him and looking for the LB. And they've got ed- edges in the last couple of games on the basis that the ball's been moving a bit. They've been um, firing it in towards his leg stump. It's been hitting the ground and then nipping off towards off, and that's when he's been edging it. Today, he got a couple of um, balls on his legs that he was able to um, to whip away to the leg side, which is his preferred thing, because they weren't getting that movement off the pitch. And that increased his... Uh, his confidence so that when the bad balls came and a few of them did, he was prepared to go after the shots. A lot of the time, what we've seen with Pajara during his bad run is that he's gone even further into a shell and not been going at all. Today he was uh, going over 50 early on. Um, and I think he finished at just over uh, 50 strike rate. At the when end of when the day. you said Be- that about going into his shell, I imagined a tortoise there with bringing his legs and arms in, and it's just the shell left, and he's just actually going nowhere. He's actually brought his limbs out properly today, hasn't he? And really cut, start striding through this innings. A tortoise on speed. Now, man, Indian fans, uh, they amuse me, they charm me, they annoy me at times as well. Um, very, very vocal. When England, India are doing fantastically well, it's all, I mean, it's like your party, it's all going absolutely swimmingly when the 78 all out happened in the first innings it was a lot of people went completely quiet and all of a sudden it was a horror it was a horrendous indian team again it was yeah you, know, you indian fans do lurch from one extreme to the other at times uh, yes a lot it was like uh, first day all were drunk uh, second day was a bit of hangover and uh, third day is like all are fresh and uh, uh, behind the players and uh, we are all back as Indians and backing our players. So yes, emotions apply a lot in India, uh, particularly with stalwarts uh, like Rohit and Kohli and everyone. And uh, also they will give you back just like KL mentioned, if you will get go after one player, 11 will come after you. So same is with the Indian fans. And you know what happens with Daniel Alexander. He's uh, a king on <laughs> <laughs> the, um, I, I get the impression that a lot of um, Indians, they follow with their heart and their heads second at times. Yes, uh, because uh, yeah, sometimes it gets hard for the people to understand that failures are part of life. Uh, because we, uh, like cricket is our religion, it is said over here and you also know that. So we watch it with so much our emotions that we expect a lot from the players and especially... As I mentioned, Kohli and Rohit. But overall, I'm so happy that England is back into this game. I, To be honest, I would never have been happy uh, with 4-0 result. I would, I want England to win this and go into next test match uh, with one all. I, and I also want India to fight. But uh, I do not want uh, a one-sided series or something like that. And Rohit is in his prime form and purple patch. Uh, he deserves a win too. And every other player should uh, back him. And uh, pro, he has played brilliantly. So overall, I feel that one all result would be go good to go into next test match. But uh, India is fighting back, so you never know. Rito, final point. I mean, what, from off, off what Naman said there about Joe Root, scored a, a beautiful 180 not out at Lords. Ended up on the losing side. If after scoring his second century at home ground at Headingley, 
he doesn't end up with a test match win from this one. He'll he'll start to think what on earth's going going on with this when he. There a lot of questions were asked him of him and of his team after that uh, afternoon he had at Lodge. So it would be a really nice feeling for him to finish uh, with a win in Headingley. And speaking about Joe Root's form, the other two centuries that he played had in Brendridge and Lodge, they were a bit different. This time he had a score on the board when he came in and he just looks so fluent and he scored a century of 120. India just doesn't seem to have any plan B to him. They have rolled in the same areas in all trainings and he has just made merry of all of them. Reminds me very much of Steve Smith in those Ashes series uh, a few years ago. It's uh, just constant runs and runs and runs, isn't it? And he never looks like getting out. Very quickly, around the group, what is going to be the result of this test match at Headingley over the next two days? Neil Varani. My head says England win, but India are doing a job in uh, actually gaining back some psychological advantage with some good batting this time, which will do well for the rest of the series. Well, I'm very happy it's going into at least tomorrow because I've got commentary um, jobs on Saturday and Sunday. Um, and if you don't get to those days, you don't get the work and you don't get paid for it. So at least I've got one day guaranteed now. Naman. What about you? What's the result of this test match going to be? To be honest, I'm totally blank right now. But uh, the, with the way India is playing and the how the pitch behaves on fourth and fifth day, I feel that England might be a hundred short in the first innings. Uh, I found the loophole uh, with those white uh, white ball players. Uh, I feel that advantage is India if they go through the first session tomorrow. Honestly, Naman, you can never be, you can never be happy. A lead of three hundred plus is not enough on the first innings for Naman Shah. Rito, what about you? What's the result of this Test match going to be? Looks like Rito's frozen. He would have said England. He would have said England, Rito would. I know he would. Um, he's he's frozen in a, in a very peculiar dairy-eyed thing <laughs> going on there. I'm going to go with the draw. I think this pitch is going to get no worse to bat on. And I think if India bat anything like, um, they can get past England's total. And I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be too much of a good pitch for India to be able to force the results on it this time. I think we might go all the way through to the end of day five and see the draw. Rita, are you back? Yeah, James. What's your prediction then for this test? Well, I thought England are going to wrap it up in three days, but still India have done well to drag it into the fourth day. Hopefully it's an England win tomorrow. I can't see a draw. It's either England win or India win. There's far too much time left. In this. I was right. I told you he was going to say India. Um, thank you, gentlemen. Neil, Naman and Rito, thank you very much for joining me on today's Cricket Badger podcast. We'll be back tomorrow after day number four. I'll be back after day five, if there is one. And we'll see what happens over the next couple of days at Headingley. What is absolutely cast iron true is that the Laws test, this test, all of these test matches, great for test cricket. It is a wonderful format of the game. Let's embrace it. Let's invest in it. Let's enjoy it as we go through the rest of this English summer. I've been James, the Cricket Badger. I will see you again tomorrow. Enjoy the cricket, everybody, and we will be right back. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.